What's up, buddy? How's it going, buddy? How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, for uh, I just realized this when we recorded last time. Uh, since I put ads at the beginning for 30 seconds, they just hear the ad. So when we were talking last time, they didn't hear it until like it was already 30 seconds in. So I figured for 30 seconds we can just kill time, then we'll start the intro. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's kind of weird. I mean, I, I I get what you're saying though. I mean, yeah. That's funny as hell. It is. <laughs> so right. they, just, they just wait 30 seconds in and it's just uh, us talking about something that they don't yeah. know. Yeah, because basically by the end it was like, uh, you, you were saying you're doing swell, swell. Yeah. And, <laughs> but all right. Welcome everyone to the second episode of This Will Be Terrible. I'm Staley. And I'm Bryce, Bryce Resick. Yes, yes, yes. And um, let's see. I just want to start by thanking everyone for the support on the last episode, got some uh, constructive criticisms, um, got a lot of different ideas from people as well, um, and then people also sharing, liking the Facebook page, following us on Twitter, uh, and then I'm also c- clicking on our uh, Linktree profile. I was just checking out this morning, Bryce, and we had over like 120 uh, clicks on the, just the website alone. Oh, wow. So, uh, that's amazing. Uh, that is that is amazing. I uh, you know, I have a couple people on my friends list on social media and whatnot, and uh, a couple of you guys have reached out saying that you guys have tuned in, and uh, I think that's awesome. You know, I appreciate yeah. you guys taking time out of your day to listen to whatever we're uh, bullshitting about. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, I, uh, me personally, I didn't think we were going to get too many people. Like I've seen a couple people excited for it, but like over a hundred some people. That's pretty great oh yeah for sure and we got some uh good stuff to talk about tonight again oh we do i we heard do. that uh we got some uh tea from staley himself about <laughs> something uh something personal yeah, yeah 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 don't worry we're gonna get into all of it all of it it's gonna be a good time now the problem i was having when i was making the list for this week when i was like find different topics to talk about i found a bunch of stuff but it was on like a uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. So mm-hmm. I got like two newer topics, but the other topics are still relevant. They're just not heavy in the news cycle anymore, you know. But of course, like we did last week, start off with first, how are you doing, sir? I can't complain. You know, life's, life's pretty good right now. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, sometimes it feels like you take one step forward and then something happens and then all of a sudden you're you're six steps behind again yeah but yeah sometimes you just got to keep that motherfucker rolling boy you'll get there eventually <laughs> Absolutely. that's kind of how i'm how i'm at in life right now i understand i understand uh you know for me uh let's for besides what we're gonna discuss later on uh i'm actually doing not too bad um got a couple interviews lined up for tomorrow that I'm excited about because it's something way different than what I was doing, but at the same time, more uh, profitable and, um, you know, going to be able to provide better. Um, and that's the most important thing to me, uh, especially um, as a family, man. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but do I want to, st- do we want to start with the whole, my, uh, personal tea or should we like, what what would you like to start with? 
Uh, me personally, I'm, I think I'm more interested in hearing the uh, personal life of Jacob Staley right now. <laughs> okay. All right. The personal life of Staley. So here we go, guys. My so <laughs> the past two weeks, um, uh, things were definitely weird around my work environment. I don't know if I, I'm not going to say who I work for because I don't want, even though I can't stand the place, um, I don't want to have them get bashed. <laughs> Um, understandable so basically a company that I worked for um, was letting some people go and uh, I didn't think I'd be one of them because I have been um, going all over from Cranberry uh, Peters Township Washington etc and um, thinking in my head oh there's no way I'll be one of them even if there's like budget problems I shouldn't have an issue. Oh, for sure. Right. So Thursday comes and we have a lunch with our regional director. Now, the whole day, she was uh, very emotional because she's not the person that's making these decisions. It's ultimately the CEO. Mm, and I don't know which is worse, having to be the person being told that or having to tell people that they're fired right i think equally terrible honestly mm, yes. i can't really see a good coin like i guess in the, the ceo's mind at least for them they don't have to look these people in the eye right of course so yeah though anyway we have that you know she was very emotional the whole day um because she's been going around and telling these people that and i noticed the whole day that she could barely look me in the eye mm. um I didn't think much of it. You know, I was thinking, you know what? Yeah, I understand all these ASMs are being let go. But maybe I'll be like the lucky one. You know? Um, comes down to it. Friday Friday morning comes. I start work at 8 a.m. Mm. I get a call at 6. Mm. And they let me know. Well, she lets me know that my services are no longer needed. And instead of coming in and and wasting gas with the price of gas mm. um that just uh you know figured to save you the trouble and just let you know that your services are no longer needed and um you know thank thanks for working here you know oh, you know good luck on your just yeah members. just just typical typical job stuff it sounds like they were trying to uh be as a uh, how do you want to say it ethical as business could be typing yeah. in an email at least they didn't call you all the way out there just to tell you that yeah well that's what happened to the other people i was like one of the lucky ones the other people they were literally at work for a couple hours and then get a visit and we're told <laughs> that's the first you were working while it happened yeah hold your fired yeah oh man that's yeah rough. and i just found it really wrong for the simple fact of most jobs when this happens they give you like a notice um, no one was given a notice. Mm. Mm. Um, so no one had a back burner job. Yeah, um, and you know some people aren't as lucky as me. I have a pretty damn good resume. Right. Um, that helps. I'm sure you. you've networked over the last couple of years too, so I'm sure that helps out too. Yeah, that you know that helps, and you know, um, the people that like keep on uh, click clicking on our. Uh, Link, link tree of you know eventually i hope to you know get the, get the numbers up and 
uh, get you know whatever money from that. But like I have different streams of like income from like the DoorDash stuff like that. Some people aren't that lucky. Goodwill could have been their only. Oh shit! I just said the company. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's strange because you know you think with the current job economy that they wouldn't let that many people go. I mean, yeah. given you know, given I don't understand the circumstances or anything like that, but you know, that's just surprising to hear a company like that letting people go. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to uh, when I end the edit. I'm gonna have to uh, get rid of that name. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I heard it, but I tried to uh, cover it up. As <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's you know basically how my Friday went. It was um, most most of the day I was very pissed off, and um, then you know what? And then I started thinking about like me one day I'd like to you know like I don't know about you, I'd like to have my own type of uh, business, whether that be you know this with the with the podcast or uh, marketing, like I'm going to school for something Mm -hmm. like that. I would just like to start my own. So then I started thinking of it as a business, um, in a business mind. So basically what they did was they hired on a couple different team leads. Okay. And team leads, they get paid about three or four dollars less than us, but they do almost everything we did just for, you know, a less pay. Um, so they hired on like one more at every store. So I'm guessing that's what's gonna happen is uh they're just gonna have a bigger workload and still be getting paid that thirteen, fourteen dollars an hour. Oh wow. So you 13, know thirteen, fourteen an hour. Yeah. Man, I I remember being excited getting paid that much for jobs. Right. Now I'm like <laughs> can use a couple more dollars. Yeah. Exactly. I feel you. I feel you. Mm. Um Let's see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, that's that's basically how the whole day went for me. Um, I started applying. And that's, I, like I said, my resume being as well off as it is, I'm, I, this is not to be sound cocky or anything of that nature, but mm-hmm. it didn't take much for me to get a reply back. And so... Um, a car dealership reached out. I'm definitely not giving out these places because if this, if uh, we ever uh, pop off and we start getting a ton of views, I definitely don't know want ah, want people to know where I'm working. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so a car dealership called and a security place called, and I have the interviews for them tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it was really terrible getting let go on a weekend. Because most places close, you know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> true. I mean, you'd have a hard time trying to find a good paying job that's open during the weekend. Exactly. Or exactly. trying to get in anywhere for an interview, for that matter. Right. Yep. So, you know, I applied for these places. They both ended up calling me on, uh, actually, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, because I had to go up to Walmart. I was selling my old phone. And... um Got handed, got a phone, got handed me the money, was heading out, get a call from the first place, and then I go back out to stop and get gas, and uh, the other place ended up calling, and I was like, okay, one interview at 12, the other one at 3, that's perfect, it gives me enough time to get from place to place. 
There you go. Yep. Yep. But yeah, well, that's, hopefully uh, that, that works out for you. you know? Yeah, that's that's how my weekend was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, mine was uh mine was pretty good. I uh for those of you that don't know, it was uh my birthday yesterday and I Oh yes, happy birthday to the god. Uh yeah, I don't know about <laughs> all that, bud. <laughs> but it it was a good birthday. I uh you know, a lot of people I see you know, whenever it's their birthday on social media, they'll be posting all about it. And mm-hmm. and I feel like after a certain age, it just starts to become like another day of the year. Oh, you that's, know? that's how I feel. Not, me. Yeah. But not to be like depressing or anything. It's just like, you know, after 21, there ain't much else to celebrate, my guy. Right. That's but, another thing I find hilarious, too, is like you'll see all these birthday posts. And then uh, if let's say it's someone else's uh, birthday, they won't get um, post on, too many posts on their wall. You'll mm-hmm. see them post later that night. Uh, I see how many, how many people actually care about me to tell me happy birthday. <laughs> but I yeah. know. It's so, all about me, man. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm over here in the corner thinking, shit, what day is it again? Oh, yeah, it is my birthday. <laughs> it's like, I, I this whole week I was like, shit, it's my birthday. Right. And, yeah, you just don't really think about it as much as you used to at least i don't right oh no like i you know obviously still still know when my birthday is because my family doesn't let me forget it yeah right right um, that's the same here same here yeah that's what i'm saying it's like i would honestly forget it if it wasn't for you know family and uh fiance and you know shit like that yeah, exactly and i think that's really all you need at least me personally just just the you know, I'm fine with just, you know, a little get together, maybe eat some dinner and some cake for my birthday. And that's exactly what I did. And I had a good time. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. But it's good to hear that you, uh, you're doing good with your family and stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, anytime the the job stuff has been like really like tore me down or let me go or, you know, something of that nature, um, always have been, you know, supportive. Um, and, you know, I've been so very fortunate to meet some of the people that I've met over time, whether it be while I was at work or DoorDash, when I meet people that way, that's how I've made a lot of connections Mm. meeting people that are like higher up in their businesses. That's cool. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. It can really help you because most DoorDash or people that do any type of, um, ride share apps that mostly dress you know the typical uh sweatpants a hoodie and call it a day right. me i would actually put like some effort in like uh khakis a polo and some like dress shoes you know something like that um and the older people and like the semi like maybe 40 plus they would also uh see that so you know i make connections that way and it just helps me when these type of things occur, um, it's makes it easier for me to be able to get a job or at least just get a call back. Right. Especially when you're dressed like that. I mean, at least it shows some initiative on your part. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, another thing I do too, and I think a lot of more people should uh, adapt this. When I go in for an interview, I don't care if it's at a fast food spot or a, uh, uh, you know, a multi-million dollar business. I always 
not not like a full suit or anything like that, but put like a sport jacket on, get some uh, nice slacks, dress shoes, head out there. It, it makes you just look more presentable. Oh, for sure. And I think you probably you probably applied to more jobs than I have because you know I don't know I usually have a habit of working at the same job for a couple of years. Oh yeah, shout so, out Giant Eagle. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, those were the, those were the days. <laughs> probably tell some stories about that in a later podcast because I could I'll easily get sidetracked. Oh, I get it. Well, <laughs> would you like to? I'll ask you the same question as last podcast. Would you like to start serious? Or not so serious. You know what? Let's. I'll take a serious approach this time. Serious? Okay. I'm surprised you said that because I actually had a. Uh, uh, what's it called? Not ser- uh Not serious one. Okay. But uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll get, we'll hit uh. Well, by all means, don't let me don't let me sway whatever oh, no. you got cooking. Oh no! Believe me, it is just fine. So uh, this one is pretty surprising. I basically, I think you probably did too, but I literally grew up watching this guy at my house. But uh, Maury Povich show ending after more than 30 years. Mm, Yes, Maury. Yeah. The days of when we were sick, we had a bowl of chicken noodle soup and like ginger ale in front of us while we were like passed out on the couch. Yeah. Good times. It was. And uh, just, uh, I'll read a little bit. The yeah, article is on CNN. Uh, everybody, you can just look it up on there or don't. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> six years ago, when I was ready to retire, my, the NBC Universal family asked me to continue the show. Uh, even though I told them I was ready for assisted living, out of loyalty to NBC Universal and my more than 100 staff and crew members, Tracy Wilson and I agreed to one more deal. I'm so proud of my relationship with NBC and all those who worked on the Maury show. But as occasionally tell my guest on Maury, enough already. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true. He did say that quite often. <laughs> that is true. I do remember him saying that's like his catchphrase almost. <clears throat> it is. It is. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I, I wasn't even going to put this on the topic thing. But then I think about like, like I said, people our age you know, 25 to like 30. Right. Grew up on it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, you know, even people older than us as well, you know, I think yeah. that was kind of, I think Mari was kind of like a staple for like, you know, 80s, 80s and 90s and even probably early 2000s babies too. Oh, absolutely. You know, so many years later now, um, I was trying to watch it maybe a couple weeks ago. And yeah. it's scandalous, more scandalous now than ever. I felt like it was more tamed down when we were coming up. Um, I think so. I haven't watched like, it in a long time. So, I mean, you, you would probably know better than anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I Like I said, I haven't watched it in forever either. I just seen it was on TV, hit it on. And before, you know, he wouldn't just let anybody up there. But now it's literally anybody and everybody. <laughs> would you ever go on that show? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'd watch it. Probably right? be like the most watched episode in uh, Southwest PA. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I'd be the most famous person here. <laughs> Podcast would skyrocket. Yeah, you're telling me. I'd be just like, uh, what was that girl's name? That Catch Me Outside girl? 
That guy. Oh, no, Danielle something. I think. Yeah, da- yeah, that Danielle. How she just got famous off that Doctor Phil uh, show. Man, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, it definitely would be. I mean, yeah. you have a, you'd have a stigma attached to you forever, but right, nobody, but... you're a millionaire. Who cares? Yeah, I just hope and pray that she matures one day. Yeah, yeah. Good luck on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh god okay now the next one i have is one that is dear to my heart because i love Pusha t and uh, yeah. he is definitely the best coke rapper in the entire world right next to the jay-z but like him <laughs> and jay-z are like one and two right there and Jay-Z. um yeah yeah well i mean old jay-z like obviously, <laughs> he, obviously he switched up content to become more uh, mainstream, but Push has been literally rapping about cocaine since like the age of 16. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it doesn't get old. <laughs> well, what about Bobby Schmurda? He rapped about some crack in the fifth grade. Well, yeah, but I mean, Bobby ain't messing with Pusha. <laughs> <laughs> you right. <laughs> Just to get a little bit into the story, this is on a um, site that I'm not going to tell you because I personally hate the site. But uh, I'll tell if you guys really want to know, just um, give us a follow on Twitter and uh, like our Facebook page. Send send a message then, and then I'll get back to you. Uh, <laughs> but Push the T's new diss track is an Arby's ad. Here's why he's laughing all the way to the bank. Nearly 20 years ago, the rapper wrote the McDonald's "I'm Loving It" jingle. Now he's striking back with a wacky new commercial for a fast food competitor. Um, let's see here. On the new Arby's commercial, Spicy Fish Dis premiering today, Pusha T takes aim at McDonald's filet fish sandwich to shield for a competitor. On the surface, it makes for one of the hip-hop silliest, most corporate quote-unquote beefs. Famous rappers get paid a ton to promote one mass-marketed product by dissing another. In fact, the sometime Clips MC says, this track and backstory holds significant financial and personal lessons for him, serving as a cautionary tale on less on less frivolous topics such as song ownerships and sync rights. Um, and the article is longer and longer, but I'm not going to read forever. But uh, I find this hilarious because I'm a big listener to the uh, Joe Budden podcast, and they had Pusha T on about two years ago. And he was talking about the same exact thing, how McDonald's gave them 500K. Right? Mm-hmm. And it might sound like a lot, but here's the thing <laughs> uh, about that is they give, they gave him just the 500K the one time. So think about how many times you've heard that commercial. Right. They were getting royalties for that, how much money he could have actually made. Yeah, a lot you more know? than $500,000, <laughs> can tell you that much. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I find that crazy because now with the Arby's thing, he gets the royalties from it and all that stuff. And I know Arby's is the big, biggest thing. A lot of people hate it, but let me tell everyone something right now. I need you guys to know this about Staley right now. If I, if every fast food restaurant was gone, right, well, they're in a lineup. They were like, okay, you can only have one for the rest of your life. I'm picking Arby's every time. Really? It, it is the goat fast food restaurant. I don't, and people can say whatever they want about it. It is my favorite. I like Arby's. That's what I'm saying. 
my only gripe with RVs is that RVs is way too expensive. I mean, just like it's worth it. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's more expensive than other fast food places around, especially yeah. like where we live. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I mean, basically, what I'm saying this to everybody is, you know, I'm just a slut for Arby's, really. <laughs> like, oh man, if I can just get that uh, smoke, I just want that smoked brisket every day. And um, brisket, that sounds good. I never had that. Oh, it's it's so good, man. They put like onion rings on it and shit. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had their gyros? Yes. Oh, those are my favorite. <laughs> See, I haven't had a good gyro since uh, there's this place. Um, oh, God, I don't want to give away the location, but Bryce, you probably know where it is. You, you've heard of Mister Gyros, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I've actually. I just went there the other week. Yeah, I love Mister Gyros. That's yeah. Oh my goodness, that's like <laughs> that's like my meal for the day because like he slaps like a half pound of like gyro meat in there. He does. He does. And, and I'm all for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. Like, I will literally die eating a gyro and a smoked brisket sandwich from Arby's, and I'd be happy. <laughs> right? I swear. <laughs> okay. Now, I have a couple more topics. Did you have anything that you wanted to discuss, Bryce? Um, there was a topic that came to my mind. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I picked this topic just because uh, it actually it kind of spoke to me personally. Okay. And uh, I think... Um, some people our age, demographically speaking, will kind of see where I'm coming from. Okay. So I, I saw an article the other day, and I wish I had saved it and so I could read from it. But essentially what it was saying is that um, they are trying to medically diagnose uh, video game addiction. And oh, wow. why I picked that is just because, well, well, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. I mean... Look! Look at the look at the male population. Just technically speaking, like what do we always do? Like what? Are, what does like mostly every guy do? You know, play two K for like eight hours a day. They play some sort of video game. I mean, not every not every guy's the same. There are people out there that don't. Right. But I will say, I think it's safe to say that most guys, most kids, even play video games. Oh, yeah, especially these kids. Uh, I see it now more than ever. If they're not hooked on their phone, they're hooked on their PlayStations or Xboxes. Right. And I, and it's funny, I used to be like that. <clears throat> and I was, uh, I would say I was like that probably. Oh, Bryce, you're, I think you're covering your speaker. Oh, well, I'm sorry. That's can right, you guys yeah. hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> so, like I was saying, I, I think from like a very young age, like I'm going to say like maybe seven or eight years old, I was into video games. Me too. And it started, you know, when we had the Atari 2600 and then, Classic. you know, we, yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, we, it was fun. We played it, me and uh, my sister and my dad, you know, we used to do it on the weekends and it was really fun. Yeah. And got a PS2 growing up, had that for a while and then eventually got a 360 and then started playing online multiplayer and then, that's really when it started taking off for me. Yeah. And I think what makes video game addiction real is that, you know, there there was a point in my life where I wasn't, like, ruining my life, but I was kind of, like, you know, destroying, like, you know, my physical health. I was staying up, like, all, yeah. all hours in the night playing it, and 
you know, and I still do technically, you know, but not to the degree that I was doing eh, back in like high school. My guess. And I think it's just, uh, I think it's a little bit weird and a little bit strange too, you know, some people that's like, you know, that's like their hobby, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like not too many other people are interested in doing something like doing something else. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, I can speak just since you were sharing your personal experience with it, share mine as well. So when we were already graduated, I was still living with my grandparents at the time and black hopes too, um, you know, was still very popular. Uh, no one was really getting a PS4 at the time. And if you were, um, you weren't necessarily in like our friend group on PlayStation anyway. Um, so we were just on PS3 and we would literally play black ops two till about seven from all, from all night, all the way till about six or seven in the morning and do the same thing every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was really bad. None of us obviously had a job. None of us really were doing anything in our lives besides that. And I think for a while we kept telling ourselves like we were doing it to become competitive Call of Duty players. But here's the thing about that. One, competitive Call of Duty players weren't playing Black Ops 2 anymore. <laughs> Two, they all had PlayStation 4s. And three, we were very talented. But at the uh, same time, none of us had any connections. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and I got to say, even though those times, like I think about the addiction, those were probably some of the best times of that uh, was it of my life. Yeah. Like, and, it, and it, that that's funny that you say that because you know some of my best times are like from the memories I created, like you know staying up all night, and I actually met a lot of cool people yeah um you know while playing video games like um like there's a couple of uh good friends that i really know that i have met through xbox and like we're still friends to this day right and i don't think it's necessarily video games aren't a bad thing that's that's what i'm getting at it's just how you manage your life around that you know you can still have hobbies like that but like what what degree do you let your hobbies influence your life Exactly. Like, especially, okay, let's just speak about like our age demographic, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're almost 30 years old, right, and you're playing video games for like 12 hours a day, yeah. What, what, <laughs> when do you have time to go see your family? Go work, uh, get a, you know, and into a relationship, um, anything else. Like, if you're playing for that long, long, long time, I don't see how you have time for anything else other than video games. Like, I could say for me, right, I play video games maybe twice a week, right? Mm-hmm. Twice a week. Yeah. And mostly just Madden. I'll sit there, I'll play about two or three games on there. Each game takes about an hour, you know? Then, right. I'll get, then I'll get off and, you know, I won't even, you know, miss it or think about it, but I still will make time for my kids, work, right. grandparents. Yeah, and that's, as, and that's as you should. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've, uh, 
<clears throat> I might have some people that disagree with me on it, but I think I've definitely have found other things to do in my life than play video games. I mean, I'm not trying to brag or anything at all by any means, but right. you know, I work two jobs and <clears throat> I come home and I still I'm I do a little bit of work around the house too, my buddy's house where I'm staying at from time to time. Right. So I mean, what's the harm in me wanting to take a little bit of my time out of my day what I have left to play a little bit of video games. Right. That's what I'm saying. If you I have no problem with anyone that plays video games um at all. But like I was saying previously, if you're around our age and that's your only thing you do, I'm sorry, but that's a waste of life. Right. And I don't understand how people could do that cuz <laughs> there was a point in my life where you know, things were just kind of like Things weren't the greatest in my life. And, you know, I was kind of like couch hopping at a friend's house and was unemployed at the time for a couple months. And that's all I was doing was just, you know, smoking and just playing video games for hours on end, messing up my sleep schedule, sleeping all through the day. And then after about a couple months, like I think it was about two months, I was just bored. I was like so bored with myself. Like I don't understand how anybody could live like that and like think they're leading a fulfilling life because i couldn't find it right i mean if i if i live like that i i would just be depressed flat out likewise Mm -hmm. yeah literally uh let's see here um okay talk about foo fighters drummer taylor hawkins dead at 50 uh, 10 psychoactive substances present in system at time of death. Hmm. No, I didn't read into that too, too much, but I did see it blow up all over social media. And it is quite sad. I mean, it is. Um, Foo Fighters. I mean, that's like, you know, us like late 90s babies. Oh. We didn't really have Nirvana, but we had Foo Fighters. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Dave Grohl, you know, uh, after Kurt, uh, yeah, oh my God, how am I forgetting names? After Cobain goes, boom, Dave starts the Foo Fighters, boom, 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 everything, you know, and then everything still works. Yep. Know? Um, but yeah, uh, he, I, he, this was crazy. He said it, he, the last 25 years, uh, that's, wow. that's a long time to be around the same people going on all the same tours. And to never have a rift with the band at that, that's insane. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's like, oh, he's been playing in that just as long as I've been alive. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to read, I know you said you didn't read too far into it, so I'll give a little bit of information here. Um, as the info, as, as the in, the investigation continued, Colum- Columbia's pres- Prosecutor's office released a statement statement detailing that Hawkins had ten psychoactive substances in his system at the time of his death. Among mm. those substances included were marijuana, opioids, tricyclic. cyclic. I don't know. How to say that tricyclic. I don't know. Antidepressants and benzos. Mm. Well, that to me tells me that he was. Probably knew what he was doing, but yeah, and was just looking for a way out essentially. 
they say his exact cause of death still has yet to be released. But I can already kind of tell you that it was probably the way it sounds in there. It sounds like a suicide. Yeah, just from the little tidbits of information, that's definitely what it seems like to me as well. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I mean, you know, addiction, you know, as we just talked about, I mean, it's not a joke. No. No. And regardless of, like, a person's view on it, you know, you know, people always have something to say about addicts, but, you know, a person that's trying, an addict that's trying, I mean, at least they're doing something about it rather than just sitting with it. Yeah, that's my prerogative on it. I agree. I agree. Oh, my. Okay. Well, I mean, that was pretty serious. I see. I listen to other podcasts and when like a serious things come up, they'll like put some music in, like some happy music and stuff. Maybe I'll edit that in. But I need everyone to understand there was a few people that pointed out like I made a couple edits in the uh, podcast last week. Like, oh, you could add one here. I want everyone to know. I have never even edited. I've never edited anything in my entire life. And when you're trying to sit there, edit, and then publish to put something out by 8 a.m. the next morning, um, and you're trying to do everything in between, it can be hectic. So just be happy that I was able to get, like, two or three edits in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> especially if, like, you're you know, an amateur. Yeah. I mean, now's a better time to learn than never, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, that we, me, uh, Brace and I, we went into this like head first. I've done a little bit of research on this stuff, but I have no idea about editing, um, how payment stuff works, how, uh, uh, how we can uh, start, clothing and all that stuff i have literally since we dropped our first podcast been looking up okay how do you get paid on linktree how how can you start a shop on shopify how can you do this how you can you know just everything in between um and then also trying to work on the editing at the same time it's a lot to learn right yeah all at once too (laughs) yeah yeah um you just got to give it some time we'll get there eventually Oh, absolutely. You know, as time goes on, we start doing more podcasts. I mean, I don't know what your plans are, per se, as far as doing once a week or twice a week, but... Well, actually, I think think a a good thing to do right now is actually kind of explain what my plans are, just so the people know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you as well, but um, my ultimate goal with this is to eventually make it so a lot of people were talking about have it like being able to see our faces like how on the joe rogan podcast you can see him and the guest (laughs) yeah yeah like a audio well i guess a visual audio yeah yeah you know it could be audio but you can also watch the video if you prefer i guess i get you yeah well I, i just want everyone to know that currently I'm not in a financial spot to be able to go out there and get those cameras. And I know Bryce, unless, unless I'm like lost, you're probably not in that spot either. Oh man. Let me put it to you this way. I'm working two jobs and I'm still struggling. Yeah. So there's your answer for that. (laughs) Um, But 
you know, my ultimate goal is, yes, I would love for Bryce and I to be able to get together on these podcasts. Um, even if it's just still audio, I'd love for us to be able to get together. But right now, both of us have very busy lives. Bryce only has one day off per week. Yep. And it is really, really uh, difficult for us to even make the time in the first place. So that's why we figured doing it away from each other, but on on the phone would still work great. You guys can still hear us fine, and you'll still get the podcast. It just won't be that in-person connection that you're used to seeing and or hearing. At least for, for the time being, I feel like we could possibly or potentially work something out in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm basically getting to. You know, I, I want us to eventually get to that spot. Uh, cameras, you know, eventually get to that spot. Um, another thing you guys could do if you really want to support us is also on Anchor. Even if you don't necessarily listen on Anchor all the time, you listen on Spotify, you can, there is a support us page on there and you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Um, I'm setting something up on our link tree currently where people can request different things. Uh, so if they want like uh, like a cameo thing where we like tell them happy birthday or, you know, go fuck themselves or, you know, <laughs> that nature, they can ask for that, pay a payment and, you know, we'll do it. Um, and I'm looking into the whole Patreon thing. Um, as well because that's another option where we can give like exclusive content to like certain different uh, tiers um, of people like obviously the highest highest tier you guys will get everything like exclusive uh, uh, merch merch drops first all, all that good jazz um, but yeah like I said guys just trying to work on literally everything possible to give you guys a humongously bigger uh, better experience and um, just give us time. We're only this is only our second one. Just give us time. That's all I ask. Yeah, patience is key. Exactly. But right after that, we'll go into something that is. A, I wish I had like the clapping sound that some podcasts have. But let's <laughs> clap it up for Amanda Bynes. Oh uh, yes, conservatorship. Hey. Yeah. Woo! Let's go. Uh, yeah, the conservatorship is no longer needed or required, and therefore the petition for termination is granted, said Ventura County Judge Roger Lund during a short hearing lasting just over five minutes. That's awesome. It only took five minutes to be like, no, this shit is stupid. And then I think what's crazy is I didn't know any I didn't know anything about a conservatorship. Like I didn't know that Brittany was in one. I didn't know Amanda was in one until last year. I didn't know what a conservatorship was until Me neither. last year. Me and given the uh circumstances surrounding, you know, certain allegations against people within Nickelodeon, I mean, it, it seems like uh Amanda had really seen some things and had been had gone through some things while she was in Nickelodeon and I think it's a I think it's an interesting conspiracy to look into. It definitely is man I mean shit I guess she was really living the Amanda 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 show 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's so corny, but I, it just came to my head. No, nah, I but... mean, <laughs> I kind of missed that show, to be honest with you. I thought oh, it was yeah. funny. It was the shit. But anyway, I want to say uh, hats off to Amanda. Uh, I can't wait to see what you do after. I know since Brittany has got rid of her uh, conservatorship, she's been, you know, thriving, I believe, anyway. That's from what I've been hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope, you know, the same for Amanda. I mean, if you're hearing this, Amanda, I know you probably are. Um, <laughs> I just want to let you know that we would love you brought the Amanda, Amanda, Amanda show back. Um, and let me come on to sing the intro. Um, as well, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I I don't know if you've seen the uh, video on her Instagram about it, but she looks so different now. She had like remember when we were younger, she had like blonde hair, yeah, right, and stuff like that. Now she has like uh, brown hair, and uh, it's complete. She looks completely different, like a whole different person. Man, it's and it's uh, I think it is crazy to think about. I mean, the last time that we did that I recall hearing about her, she had a uh, mental breakdown in public and uh, was just making crazy statements on Twitter. And, you know, I think they shut her Twitter down or suspended it. And and she's just been kind of uh, locked up, so to say, and uh, really haven't heard anything about her in the last few years, at least that I can remember anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, really her and Brittany both, I didn't really hear anything about either of them. Right. And uh, I can only imagine what what that is like, you know, being locked up like that, you know, being controlled by your parent while you're like 30 something years old and can't even like have your phone. You can't have access to your own funds. You can't you can't do nothing. Just wow. You know, good job for them that they're out of that situation. I'm sure they're uh, I'm sure it's hard adjusting back to a old lifestyle after so many years. But oh, good absolutely. for them. You got so so much of life that you got to go see now and figure out how to how to budget money yourself because you never had any to budget before. Yeah, right. And uh, I seen a couple of uh, articles. I guess Brittany's been a little. Uh, how do you want to say it? Um, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't really use Instagram, but I guess she's been posting. Um, very uh explicit photos on there oh yeah i'm curious to see how amanda is going to react after just being out of her conservators conservatorship right i mean like i said i mean i'm in a relationship so i've never seen any uh person naked besides my fiance but i mean (laughs) i've heard i've heard basically what i'm telling you yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) he said i i I know a couple things or two yeah yeah, i've heard a thing you've heard a thing here and there it's uh yeah (laughs) It's out there. Yeah, it's out there. I mean, they a great fun. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. All right. Now, I thought this was amazing. This article right here. This is from Fox News. Okay. It says, Russian society, Russian society becoming more like North Korea, expert says, as Kremlin creates new hermit kingdom. Um. As Russian President Vladimir Putin wages a deadly war against Ukraine, one expert says that the country's society is inching closer and closer to that of North Korea. I just want every I just want the expert on this to know. Everyone has known this for quite some time. This is not a story 
Uh, I don't know if you expert are just coming out of your tunnel or wherever you live at, but um, everyone kind of viewed Kim and Vladimir on like the same little like thing there. It's nothing. This is not a story. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely scary times to be living in. And I, you know, I sound like a broken record. I've said that before, but since we're on the topic of North Korea, I did see that they have tested intercontinental ballistic missiles launching. Oh yeah, the first time since 2017, which is uh, you know, wow, what a coincidence. Yeah, as soon as Russia is invading Ukraine, North Korea is now testing, testing <clears throat> missiles that can reach the United States. At least yeah. that's what they say. Two, two of the biggest dumbass leaders in the entire world, of course, that come together. Uh, God, dude. I mean, I can already see the future now. If there is, I, I've been telling everyone this too. If there is not a war within the next year or two, I will literally like be surprised because everyone keeps on flexing and uh, different things like that. And eventually, what they're gonna flex to the wrong person, and something's you know just gonna go off. Right. Um. I. I'm gonna be honest, and uh, I'm not not trying to get political here. I just don't see Biden really being about it at all. About I, war. Uh, yeah, I think he. I I personally believe that he's terrified of Putin and Kim. Potentially, I could see it. Yeah, like. You know, and I'm, before anyone starts with their uh, Twitter figures here, I'm not saying that anyone is a bad uh, president, whatever. I just believe that he doesn't have a backbone when it comes to these countries. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what all happened. You know, it just, it's, it just seems so weird that everything was all kosher a couple of years ago and now all of a sudden everybody is is wanting to uh start the fuck shit up again i don't know yeah i mean why does it have to be like this is my thing you know uh, it's we could all be vibing right now in our own little hut somewhere in like an alternate dimension and just be like i don't know fucking lighting up a bonfire Holding hands, singing "Kumbaya." I mean, that sounds oh, a lot no. better than fucking worrying about tax returns and fucking four hundred one k's and all that shit. Yeah, I mean it does, but at the same time, you you already you know how it goes. I mean, there hasn't um been a lot of shit going on, so basically, it's time for them to stir shit up again. Yep. And that, I mean, and like you, <laughs> and like you said, I mean, if there isn't a war in the next couple of years, I. I'd be really surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, what fears me the most is like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what will happen. I know that we used to be the most feared for years. Uh, I don't know if that's the case anymore. I don't no. know. I think, I think with everything going on internally within the United States, there's this sort of divide amongst everybody of uh, of all different um, classes, so to say. You know, it could be religion, it could be ethnicity, it could be 
your spectrum of the political, uh, the political spectrum. I mean, just anything. And it seems that everybody at home here is just uh, kind of at a kind of against one another. And it's just all for oh. different opinions, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Because I and listen, I just want everyone to know people can have different opinions. Like, I think, um, what is it that, you know, most of the time, like uh, last part, I know someone was saying like, oh, you and Bryce don't really disagree on anything. Yeah, there's nothing to really disagree on right now. It doesn't mean we're going to agree on everything on every podcast. You know, agree with what each other <laughs> each other says. It's okay to have difference of opinions. But, I'm, you know, we're also not going to sit here and argue for no reason either just to uh, get our minutes up. Yeah, and uh, plus I'm not the type of person to just – I feel like for anybody that knows me, knows that I'm a pretty laid-back person. I try to understand, you know, most people's sides of things or at least try to let them explain where they're coming from. Right. But that's just how I do things. I mean, I'm not saying I'm right for doing it, but, like, I think everybody deserves a a chance to voice what they want to say. Right. Yeah, and listen, I get that completely. And, hey, on the same way, I was literally just saying that, you know, there might come a time where we don't both 100% agree with something. And guess what? We're also not going to scream at each other for not agreeing. With yeah, one right. There, there is a stupid. saying that says it's okay to agree to disagree. I mean, yeah. that, that's okay to do. You can do that in these times. I mean, at least yeah. we think we still can anyway. Oh, we'll see next <clears> week. <throat> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> We're, we're gonna start falling off the charts because we're not uh we're not bringing drama to the table. Yeah, yeah, because that's sadly that's what sells. If you're not um having drama on your um shit, you're not really doing much of anything. But I'd much rather be just authentic than just sit here and make us argue for absolutely no reason other than to get views. Yeah, I mean, I can we can always bring our exes on here. I feel like that would be you know a great time. <laughs> That would be amazing. I'll tell you what, you uh, I'll let you do that because uh, the last the last time I spoke to mine, I had to go to court to uh, pitch out support, so I'm good. Oh man, never <laughs> mind. I don't even want to go on my block list and unblock her. <laughs> Dude, I'll just start getting like two thousand messages. Why I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, I I, I seen the wonderful uh, cash app she sent you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a free dollar, though. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, thank you for your time. <laughs> right, thank you for the uh, free blunt. Appreciate that. All right, now it we're about what fifty-five minutes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to go through another topic, or should we pull to you? Uh, we could do one more. We can make it an one hour. More? Sounds good. I, f- I just figured I'd ask. Um, no, you're f- All right. Here we go. We got family, family of Manuel Ellis reaches $4 million settlement. Have you heard about anything about this? I believe this is the uh, 14-year-old that fell off the amusement park ride. So uh, the family who was – no. It's the uh, family of a man who was killed by Washington police 
is one step know. closer to receiving a $4 million settlement. On Monday, March 21st, Adam Faber, a spokesperson for the Pierce County Prosecuting Attorney's Office, confirmed that they reached a settlement with the relatives of the late Manu Ellis. The settlement will be sent to Pierce County Council for a final review, which will be followed by a public announcement on Tuesday, March 22nd, the Seattle Times reported. Um, so just to get a little bit into the story for you, uh, Bryce and everybody else, um, Ellis was killed at the hands of police while on his way home from a convenience store in March 2020. Officers Christopher Burbank, Matthew Collins, and Timothy Rankin said he attempted to open doors of a slowly moving vehicle before he allegedly approached them, threatened to hit, hit them, and eventually punched their car door. They said he attacked them as they exited their cruiser, prompting what turned out to be a fatal attack. Hmm. As previously reported by Revolt, the cops subsequently tasered, repeatedly hit, choked, and handcuffed Ellis, placing his head in a spit hood. Footage from bystanders also showed as Rick is back to hold him down as he was being hogtied. Amid the attack, Ellis complained that he couldn't breathe, but his pleas were ignored. According to Pierce County Medical Examiner, he died as a result of homicide with the cause of death being oxygen deprivation. Hmm. Uh, the, two cops, the two cops were charged with second-degree murder for the unprovoked attack of Ellis, who suffers from mental illness. Uh, Rakane faces a charge of first-degree manslaughter for restraining the man with a meal to his back. All officers have pleaded not guilty and are out on paid administrative leave. Of course they are. That makes all the sense. Wow, I'm starting to notice this uh, pattern, this familiar pattern I've been seeing the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's only getting worse. And um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand the shit. How if you're a good old boy, guess what? You can get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. It's such bullshit. I'm uh, congrats to the you know Ellis family for able to get this settlement. Um, first, uh, I would like to say though that they owe you a lot more, and the cops who did that to your kid should be uh, they shouldn't have a job. They should be locked up. Yep, I agree one hundred percent. Administrator leave. What kind of bullshit is that? They just get to sit home and collect money while this kid's dead. Yeah. While they knew what they did was wrong, and then don't yeah. can go back to work, you know, a week later and not have to think about it. Yeah, I mean these these stories they happen almost every week at this point. Yeah, um, and then we all have something to say, and then it just seems to go unnoticed. Yeah, and like you know, everyone I think really wants to hold these people accountable, but it's like, you, you know, you go up, everyone you know says whatever. And then there's pr- protests for a bit, but then these these places they just don't even care. They'll let the protests happen. They'll let the threats happen, and all that, and go yep. back to their very way. Yep. And uh, what was the end game goal out of that? What what did that really change? Is my thing. Not, not a thing. Not, not a, a damn thing. thing. And it's and I don't know what has to happen. Like. <clears throat> We've seen, you know, uh, death on both both sides. Um, 
And really, I, I it's gonna all I see it happening. Well, I thought it was gonna happen with the um, George Floyd one. I thought mm-hmm. there was gonna be like another like type of uh, civil civil war. I think they call it. Um, yeah. During that time, I'm surprised it didn't hit that level. Yeah, that was a that was an odd time. I mean, dude, you know People how crazy it had to be for like Washington to have like a protest thing. Yeah. Like it had to hit all the way over here. Yeah, they're all across the world, essentially. Yeah. I mean, that's a powerful impact that you know that event happened. I mean, shit. I think it kind of like changed a little bit of this uh, racial or whatever kind of divide going on here in America. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I just want to say, uh, rest in peace to Manuel Ellis, uh, condolences to his family. I'm glad you were able to get some money off of these crooked pieces of shit. Um, and, uh, I got nothing really more to say after that. Bryce, do you have any words? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know. Same thing, essentially. You know, I'm glad that they got some sort of compensation out of it. I know it's not really anything that'll... (sighs) Nothing that'll really bring back your kid, but, you know, at least there is some financial ward to it, you know. I just hope that, uh... I hope that they can, uh... You know, heal their grief in due time. Likewise. Likewise. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know we already hit the hour. Trying to think of something that could uh, end it on a good note here. Um, let me, uh, you know what? I'm going to look. I'm going to look. I just need to find something funny and we'll be, uh, we'll be solid. Oh, yes. So um, in uh, hip hop news, if uh, anyone wants to go uh, check out a um, fantastic, fantastic album, I su- suggest going to check out uh, 7220 by uh, Lil Dirk. He is on there, and, you know, he's talking about his usual just loving people and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, living his best life, basically. Um, if you want to be motivated and uh, play something around, you know, your grandparents, this is definitely the album for you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to check it out. Yeah, make, like I said, Bryce, just make sure to, you know, when you're over your mom's place or you go see your dad, just make sure to play it around them. Uh, they don't care. <laughs> They're going to listen to it whether they like it or not. <laughs> well, guys, I, like I said, this is the end of the podcast. One a little bit over an hour. Um, you know, eventually we might get a little longer. Uh, I thought today was going to be very, very long. But I've kind of toned down over the past couple of days of the uh, anger I felt on Friday. Yeah. Um, so... It didn't go way too over. That's good. Um, eventually, might get longer. We'll we'll see. If we have time for it, we'll do it. Um, but like I said, I'm Staley. I want to thank you for listening to the second episode of This Will Be Terrible. Uh, support us on Anchor uh, for as little as a dollar a month. Check out our link tree, and, a.k.a. our website, in the description. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Both of those are now on our link tree, so you can easily click on that link and like us and or follow us right from there. It's a really seamless uh, process. 
Uh, we were having trouble last week on Spotify. People were trying to click on it, and I made I messed up on Linktree, and it made it so to listen to the podcast on Spotify, people had to pay for it. Um, uh, now, now that's all fixed. That was a mistake on my on my part. Um, but that's back to free, so you can go listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor. Um, I'm working on a Google podcast and everywhere else. Um, it's just finding the time to do all that can take a little while. Um, but again, I'm Staley. And I'm Bryce. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. All right, see ya.